0: So we are, of course, talking about Unati's memoir, which is I Keep Learning. It is available in bookstores. Um, also online, I stand to be corrected on that It's a beautiful memoir that really details her life From her upbringing, her travels across the world um, She speaks about, you know, traveling to different African countries And her connection to those She speaks about family and friends and relationships professionally As well, she talks about some of the opportunities as well That she has experienced The book is called I Keep Learning It's a memoir co-authored by kabo Bilakazi Published by Sipiso Publishers, and of course, Colossa joins me today. She's my friend, and we have both read the book. And so, Coco, are you good? So I'm you good. wanted to speak. So you wanted to speak about um, the spaces and being able to. Yes. Uh,
1: be so uh, you know, th- th- there's often there's often this realness that um, you know some people find is not needed. You know in the public space that that these are the kinds of things you only share with your friends or your close friends or, or, or whatever you know we live in a world where social media rules social media dictates a lot of our opinions social media dictates a lot that's happening in society there's always been the criticism of why do people share so much about their lives on social media but it's my truth and if i'm in a position where I am able to tell it and not fear what everyone else will think of me. In imparting that truth, you may have helped someone. You know, I, I, yes. I, I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a firm believer in us telling the stories of our hurt or our struggles, not to drain people. Like, you know, obviously read the room. Like it's a great day, don't come and suck the energy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're touching on something that you you spoke about earlier with, for example, Mama Winnie Mandela's book and how it's a painful story, but depending on where you're at, it could be the thing that just shows you that there is a pain that someone else that has gone through that not diminishes in any way yours but makes you feel like you know what if she can go through that and come out mm-hmm. still with it with her head head held high i can do this mm-hmm. myself you know and for some people who have had pains that have been at that extent can feel like oh i'm not alone you know i i also mm-hmm. am a firm believer in as we let our light shine We unconsciously give others the permission to do the same. So yes, there's do also the same. a very powerful knowing in the book in terms of her telling her story and also telling it in her own words. Because as we touched on earlier, there's something about uh, factual writing where you it, it doesn't have a tone. It's very mm-hmm. much up to you to decide. Unati in her writing, Makes you hear it in her own voice. There's a way in which she writes it that you yes. really yes. understand mm-hmm. how she is processing whatever it is that she has gone through at that point in her life. She speaks about um, a whole bunch of things. How she how she came up with with songs from time to time. She speaks about how she dealt with relationships, but it's all through her you, you almost get a sense and I love what you said that after reading the book you were like I want to spend lunch with her because it's like you leave the book feeling like you could have another conversation with her because you know her that I it, did.
1: Yeah I did. And, and and also for me it was it was it was how she ended it. Like I really want to speak about what made you decide that was how you wanted to end it. Because I was left like I remember I think when I was reading the last bit of the book, I think I was on my way to work. And I knew I had like enough pages to <laughs> to get into work. And I thought, you know, as she starts the last bit of the chapter, you sort of like, okay, maybe this is how she's going with the ending. This is how she's like. I and mean, then I'm just like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 and no, 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 and 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 stuff like that. that my favorite characters are the ones that make me want to go with them, wherever they're going after the lead, the lead yes. scene or the plot line. I want to go where you're going. Take me with. It's like, what happens and,
1: and, and next? I'm trying to think that for me, like stood out. It, it was, Unashi is a big fan of the sisterhood. Oh yeah. Um, And in the sisterhood, I just don't mean her sisters and her friends. It's, woman in the industry it's her own mother it's it's women that are older than her in her family it's it's you know women that are older than her in the industry she's a big fan of the sisterhood and that sticks out for me um i think everybody knows tuma <laughs> because she speaks about kuba that much <laughs> you must know, right? you know, to a certain extent. And, and you, you really admire the relationship that they have with each other. They, they you know, in reading, um, you can see that they are each other's people, mm. each other's person. But even with that, she respects Kuma's life enough to share what she can share and not share what she can't. Yes, So yes it's even how she speaks about how the divorce impacted on 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 on, on, on not only her life but Kuma's life as well you know mm-hmm. and how but, but she does it so respectfully because you know you can you know if if you randomly know, sort of think why that would be um you so you connect your own dots as to why that would have impacted her but she doesn't tell you she just tells you as to you know she too has her own family how this looks and whatever. So it, it's like, for me, that that friendship is beautiful. It's a beautiful friendship. I think a that I love how, yeah, and a beautiful sisterhood, and and also how she takes you to the history of the sisterhood, mm. like how this sisterhood was formed.
0: Her and Kuma were friends from childhood, and. It's so admirable to have a person with you that long who is not your family, but who knows you from that point. But just to be consistent in that relationship, there's something to be said really for someone who's known you then, known you through, and knows you now. You know, there's there's a sense of familiarity in that for me.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I'm. I, I, I I'm. I'm blessed to have a group of friends um, that I have had since high school, and that was great because we we're brought together because we were in boarding school together. Mm. You know, I I got to boarding school in the last the last three years of high school. Um. So, but within that group, there are people that I'm closer to than you know than others. Like in any group situation, but I, I will admit that there have been definite challenges you know, through the years, because then there becomes a battle of who you were versus who versus you are, who you and, are and
0: who you're becoming, who
1: you want to be, yeah, who you're becoming. And we, we tend to underestimate a lot of how some people, especially people who've known you that long, will judge you according to who they knew. And, yeah. and there was a constant there was a constant battle about that for years, like years and years, because I found that at that point, I was like, I'm not gonna back down for who I am. And then they'd be like, you know, and, 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 and at that time, you always think the fights are about what's happening, like now, or whatever the fight is about at that particular time. It's not. The fight's about underlying issues, you know, but I mean, at that time, you also don't necessarily have the, the, the maturity to even look at it that way, mm-hmm. you know? But in retrospect, you start going, oh, well, that makes sense. And for me, what I've always been grateful for with those group of friends is that even through all of that, we eventually got to a place where we found ourselves back with each other, found our way back to each other, rather. There have been friendships that have spanned 20 years in my life and then have ended. You know, friendships with males where, you know, I've turned around, you know, someone as a guy friend where it's one of those things where we we can't be all woke and then not all know what this being woke means. So I can't say I stand for this and this and this, and then I have someone in my life that does this and this and you know that does goes against this and this and this, and then when I and I don't question them, Mm. and then I have to step back and ask myself, the person that I am now, and the person that that person is now, are they complementing each other? Are they serving each other? So what's beautiful about utu no unati is that. They must have gone through all of that but still choose each other so for me it's it, it, it's almost you know and and, and and it's great and it's romantic to have these friendships that I've been for 30 years it's great and it's romantic but the work required
0: there's work for required it, it's yes, huge. yes yes
1: it, it's huge it's because also if I've known you for 10 years back I know like 20 years 10 years is maybe even short but 10 years Good gauge as well. If I've known you for twenty years and I know that you're always late for something, and I'm punctual, always, maybe after twenty years, it's gonna bug me. Maybe after twenty, I'm using some, No, but I'm maybe I'm, I'm using something very minor.
0: Yes, but yes.
1: Maybe after, maybe after twenty years, I want friends that are punctual. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, maybe after 20 years, I've communicated this bothers me so much and you don't listen. Or maybe after 20 years, I have kept quiet and let you come in late every single time and I've stomached it. And I haven't realized how much it's destroying me. And sometimes we, we lack the ability at that particular time to raise those issues because, oh, I've always known facts, facts Yes, yes.
0: And
1: that is very damaging to that is very damaging to a relationship because we never realize the long-term effects of that. But in the same breath, I mean, I celebrate friendships that are that long. But in, having said that as well, I look at some of the friendships that I've had that happened, you know, even five years ago. And, 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 and the impact those friendships have had in my life mm-hmm. where someone walked in and I didn't have to be anyone else. Trust in God's perfect timing. What is yours will be yours. Mm. So even if someone has walked out of your life or friendships haven't worked or relationships haven't worked or whatever, what is meant to be yours will be yours, especially when it comes to abandon. If I'm okay losing, it means that I'm not holding on to things that no longer serve me because yeah. it's what I've always known. you find yourself using this extra bit of energy, unnecessarily so, and and and, and 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 you know this and I always say this to you about myself. Um, you will always know where you stand in my life.
0: Mm.
1: Because and now Amanda is <laughs> go! Mm. Because I'm not serving myself, I'm not learning, I'm not gaining anything from it. Neither are you. Mm. You know, we're just really living this life because we have to. So it links back to what I was originally saying about what I appreciate about their relationship is that it's real. They're yeah. not, they, you know, they're not each other's, you know, and, we can, and, and someone can say, how do you guys know that you guys don't hang out with them Because you can see it, because in how she talks about her, because, mm. you know, you can see that she loves this person. She's loved the girl, she's loved the woman, the teenager, she's loved the woman, she loves the mother, she loves her. Well, she so is great. also quite
0: a lovable person, and I would imagine the people that she also surrounds <laughs> herself are quite lovable. So it's easy to love a person who is lovable, also. So there's that.
1: But the, here's the thing about people that we say are lovable they're lovable because we love them. I think it's easy for you to say that she's lovable. Because I think somebody I her, could yeah. turn around and say, because you love her, yes. I think that she is lovable, but to those who love her, to those that are willing to love her,
0: and that's I the think truth that about all of us: is hmm. that you know, whoever is. whoever is interested in loving you is going to find love in you. Well, love. Um, I think of what uh, another thing that I heard from Amanda Seals had a post a couple of weeks ago, of where she. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows I love you know. So Unnati and Amanda Seals are the two women that I constantly but she was talking about how go where the love is like just go where the love is if you feel like you are in a space where you are giving a lot of love and it's not coming back to you or you're just getting a lot of rejection just go where the love is it's sometimes really just that simple and I think part of the reason why Unati in this book is able to really take us from her beginning to her process to where she's at now in this new chapter in her life is because she speaks about this as well, is that she's rooted in love and she was able to find the love in the people at the right time to reciprocate it. And there's so much, I mean, I think of how she really has just painted so clearly what her journey is and and at different times who she needed to be, which makes me arrive at the question in your journey, and as you are evolving as a young woman, what do you keep learning about yourself and all life?
1: Um I'll, okay, let me go to what I keep learning about life first. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> um,
0: Is that something uh, you can admit all the time?
1: Oh, not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not all the time. Like when I can't afford something, like I'm
0: just like, "Yeah,
1: why can't I make this work?" You know, or I don't get my way, or a relationship ends, or whatever. Um, or or I come to a startling discovery about something that I've always felt is this way, and it turns out it's not. I mean, it it, it, it definitely, but it's a beautiful journey, and I say this in. During the one of the worst years ever to hit the world.
0: <laughs> there's that.
1: It's a, bu- it's a beautiful journey because if you allow it to be a beautiful journey, it will be. It won't be a perfect journey. There's a lot of there's a lot of conversations with yourself that you've got to be able to make. But for me, it's it's life is about connections. Like I look at my life now and, and I always think. I've made some incredible connections at different moments in my life. Um, and whether they lasted forever um, or they didn't, for that particular moment, they meant something to me. The, the, the experiences I've had, the life experiences that I've, I have that have informed the person that I am today, the ability to laugh at myself and to laugh at myself like properly, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know? And laugh at a situation that meant that much, so or rather, made me feel a certain type of way then.
0: Yeah. And then when I look
1: at it now, I'm just like, you know. And but but I'm able to own the the, the truth and the reality of the situation when it was happening mm. then. That for me, it, it's a beautiful. beautiful one.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm at the risk of sounding so cliched, I keep learning. Uh. I, yeah, I love that I've. Learned the ability to unlearn and to keep learning, to be present in my in my emotions, whether they're good or bad or ugly or nasty, to 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 be able to self-medicate in the or self-remedy in the sense that I can, you know, I can I can silence out the negative conversation, you know, the voice that tells you you're you're a fraud. You you you're not gonna make it. You're nothing. Look at how badly you've done. So you know what I mean. How what a royal mess up you've made. You know, the fact that I can, I can when that happens or when it starts, there's that voice that goes stop it.
0: Yes, that's
1: that's big. yes yes I've loved that that voice can step in and slap because you know slap the other voice you know out of your thought process because there've been many times when. The other voice is just louder. It's louder and it's louder. And, and the more you entertain it, the more it tells, and the more then it informs how you present yourself to people, how you interact with people. The, the, we, we always, you know, moan about hero worshiping someone. And that's because I feel like maybe because we haven't reached a point in ourselves where we can hero worship ourselves. So we, we we worship qualities in an individual in an individual that we aspire to have, and what we don't realize is that those qualities have always you. existed. It's yeah. just that it's just that we don't nurture it. It's always been in you. It's within you. you know? mm. So one thing I love, I'm loving about myself now is that I I, I keep learning and I keep unlearning. Um, and also that I can have conversation, like I can be really chill with myself. I-, I can know that, ah, oh, that was so petty of you, though. And I'm like, I know, I did it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I can, I can, I can have that and be okay with doing that. Mm-hmm. That not every conversation or everything that happens in my life is about me beating myself up about it. I've had people go like, why do you share so much about your life? And I'm just like, I'm not dog. Doesn't hurt me anymore. Like it hasn't. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me, and and I'm not worried about the ramifications of it. I'm just like, this is who I am.
0: This is what yeah, I Yeah. Yeah. Writing off of that, what I have also learned about um, life is that it's the war of the mind is really the biggest one that happens. You are your biggest. You know it's like yeah. I, I always think about how whenever someone embarrasses you in any way in terms of whatever they say that that is embarrassing it's not really because that they're saying something all the time that you've never thought of it's because it feels like they're calling you out on a voice that it has always already been there so it's about also really tapping into what are the conversations that are in your head and how are you uh, nurturing i remember I remember this one afternoon. I came back from work and my place was a mess. I mean, it wasn't dirty. It was just uh, very untidy. And the first instinct was, this place is a mess. And then immediately something else came to mind was like, oh, sorry. I just came back from work and I'm stepping into my own place. (laughs) I am only 25 years old and I'm paying my own rent, paying for school myself. I have been able to hold down more than one job at any given time. I really am that bitch. Like I really should, this, me coming into an untidy (laughs) place. So at some point, then I went into, I went in front of my mirror and I started affirming myself and I started, you know, saying, yo, I see you. I don't want you to ever think that just because you don't have it together all of the time, you're not worthy of also just being able to celebrate yourself okay let's stop being hard on ourselves you and i are the only people that we have here i'm gonna need us to get along so that we can make sure that everything else here. But yeah i'm gonna need this family that is in this body to get it together okay so and, and as you say i've been far more kinder with myself and i've been far more also if i'm being honest my my relationship with God and with Christ has also been such a huge relief to be able to sometimes. And so, therefore, I need to just hand it over to you because you are the author and the creator of it all. I'm merely just the expression of your, um, of your mightiness, of your mercy, and your grace. You show me how to navigate through this. So that has always been, for me, something that has been an anchor. But in terms of what I have learned about myself, what I keep learning about myself, the biggest lesson that is happening now is that I can do all things. Just that statement alone. I can do all things. There is nothing that I can think of and not do. I just have to apply myself. I've always been a multi hyphenate from the time that I was young. I always needed a lot of things to just make me able to focus on each thing. And at some point in my life, I thought I only need to be one thing so that I can make sense to the world. I think, and I think it's just that bravery and that self doubt that I needed to let go that because also sense. it was that grand idea that would overwhelm me in terms of like, what am I going to do if like this takes off? Am I going to have to let this one go? It's like, yeah, but we're not there. Can we just start? Like, can we just can we just be rooted here? You know. So that's what I, I I've been learning about myself.
1: This year, I'm dedicating it to myself because I've realized, you know, this is my thirty fifth year. In previous years, I've dedicated so much time to other people, to other things, whether it's my family, whether it's um, my partners, whether it's anything, you know, friendships, I've dedicated t- like time and energy to that. And sometimes at the detriment or emotional detriment um, of, my, of, 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 of a colossal. So this year I was like, none of that. Let's try to apply the same energy that you've been applying to all the other people, to yourself, you know? So you know, I'd signed up for voiceover workshop, a voiceover workshop because that's something I've wanted to do. It's something I've heard. I have a good voice. I, I could, you know.
0: You do. And who yeah. doesn't want
1: to make a little extra dough on the side? Of course you do. You know, and and those are the things that you know. Just some of the things that I dedicated to myself. I wanted to pursue my my spirituality more by almost um, learning to shut out the noise and to listen to listen to myself and to listen to what I'm being told and how I'm being guided. And I want to just in some way be able to, to start making some form of mark in the world. Right. What inspired this apart from it had been something that had been hanging at the back of my head. I'm um, at the end of, I'm um, doing the, you know, 2019, what inspired it was, or really motivated it was, I had a reading at the, on my um at mid-december which literally like blew my mind and not because it said things that i wasn't aware of but because it reminded me of the things i'd always been
0: mm. of the
1: person i would always been and you know basically the message i got from that was do it you're ready the world's ready do it go you know so for me even Deciding to embark on a leadership and, 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 and training course, uh, leadership and communications course. I was like, you know, the old me would have gone, what are you going to lead, babes? <laughs> like, you know, your position at work, is that a position of leadership? What are you going to lead? You know? But I was able to go, I've done, I've been in a lot of projects at work where in another setup, sure, I wouldn't be in a position where I say I'm leading. But because I've gotten to a point in my life that I speak up out about things and I speak about things because they are passionate to me. I'm willing in, in certain respects to lead. One of the projects I had in in, in in that in that leadership and training was that what do I think my purpose is in this world? What do you think what I think I have been brought into this world to do? It then opened me up to being confident and bold enough to say, I am divinely positioned to heal and change. That's who I am. That's my purpose in this world. Um, you don't have to see it every day. Like I'm not out here every day trying to be like. So how do I know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so so for me, so for me, I look at it now, and we're almost nine months in the year. And as much as I can say, uh, what a you know a shitstorm of a year. <laughs> um, I am able to say, le has happened. Oh, yes. I, I was able to dedicate the year to myself.
0: And that's the powerful thing about setting an intention is that it's in the releasing, it's in the setting and then releasing it. Mm. That is so and also, beautiful. And and it's also
1: in realizing that what your intention was and how you saw the year rolling out and how the year actually rolled out doesn't mean that your year doesn't have to end the same way.
0: You're still in the it.
1: Yeah, because if I have to hang on to the fact that no, no, I was blonde, I was support no, no, you know, my, no, if there, I've even found myself in moments I go, oh my gosh, I did that.
0: Hmm.
1: Mm. to you. Like, it, like I said, it's even in the ability to have real conversations with yourself, because a lot of the times we wake up, you know, I've got to be at work at a certain time, so we, we almost, you, from the minute you wake up, you're not fully present in what's going on, but you're fully present in what's required of you. How you must show up to that gate. I want to talk about something that, because I was listening to an, in, I was listening to the interview um in, at a, at a book launch.
0: Yeah.
1: I like obviously I, I then was fascinated again. Um, yeah. By this because when I read it in the book, I was like, hmm, what do you mean you never fall? And then when she describes what falling in love means versus what the type of love that she wants, I was just like. Yeah, girl, hey, remember this falling in love thing? It's, it's overrated. But, you know, in the same breath, I was like, yo, but I'm a lover. I like, I like that feeling. And also, and also, like, how important it is to, you know, people say communication is key, and, you know, we say that everything and everything. You don't, it's not just about the verbal communication. I think that I've spent so much of my life it, it, when in my life, I mean in my love life. I always look at people from this vision of love. And sometimes w- by doing so, I don't realize that I am not, I, I'm looking at the vision, th- looking at them through my lens. So sometimes I am seeing who they could be, whilst they are stuck at who they are.
0: You're loving their potential and as opposed to who yes, they are. I'm,
1: who they currently are on an everyday basis. I'm like, I see what you could bring to, you, to the world, to the table, to our relationship, to our love story and whatever. But I'm not looking at who the person is now. So, and the thing is with men, I'm, I'm, and I, I'm speaking from my relationships and whatever, is that I might not to have an amazing ability to know that you want him to be in and, and not communicate that he doesn't want to be there. You know, I remember my therapist saying to me, um, we're speaking about a, a failed relationship. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, we spoke about the future and we spoke about what we want. And I clearly articulated it. And she was like, did he say it was the same things? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, what makes you so sure? Because you keep telling me that your arguments were based on, some of the arguments would be based on what that, person's, what that person is not doing and what they should be. And I was just like, and and I'm one of those, also if I'm ever your patient, I argue with you. (laughs) Like I don't, you guess your money's worth with me. (laughs) So, (laughs) So for me, I was like, this woman doesn't get it and whatever. And she was like, you know what? Let's use an example of wanting a house, right? The agreement here is that you want a house, right? You want a mansion with swings in the back and a river, you know, necklace to ribbon whatever you may just want a three-bedroom house in a town townhouse complex it doesn't mean that you don't both want a house it's the type of house that you want and she was like i get the impression here that that's what was going on and i was like yeah so bad man, Yes. but the thing is once that happens then it's obviously it, it starts you start it gnaws at you so you've got to start tapping into that and i was like it goes back to this seeing someone with these eyes of love and whatever, and it's something I'm so conscious as of
0: falling in love with them. You no, know, I,
1: I mean, like I said, I'm here this year to myself. The last, the last thing I want to be, you know, I, the last thing I want to be in as a rel- is, is be in is a relationship because I just feel like I need the timeout. I, I need, I need the, I need the work on myself because you know it's a case of. I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I'm ready for the real deal. I'm, I'm, and, and, and I'm not by real deal. I don't mean marriage or whatever. I'm ready for that relationship that, that is real, that is, that is, that is complementary to that's who mature. I am. That I that's mature. That's that That is able to, you know, live on bread and live on caviar. That is able to, a relationship where I'm able to say, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make this. This is not, you know, a relationship that doesn't rely on my strength. A relationship where the strength is brought in by both the parties. So that's what I want. I know that there's work that is required of me and what I bring to the table. Because, you know, there's a lot of characteristics about myself. Now, I I, I come into a relationship behaving like I can manage it. Behaving like I got this. I always got this. Wait, there are days I actually don't. There are days I want you to take the wheel. There are days I don't want to have to think about how we are emotion. I want you to think about it. It's
0: almost like you know? wanting to be in a relationship where you don't have to have a role. You can just be. Because once yeah. we start having the roles, then it starts becoming a job. And you start having to show mm. up in a way that isn't natural. It's very performative. is
1: isn't natural. I keep thinking back with all the fountain of knowledge that I now have about myself, with all the data that I've collected in the 35 years, with all the times that I've fallen, the times that I've failed, the times that I've felt there's no coming back from this, but I still come back. I don't have time to be... Playing around the dating circle still, trying to meet a guy who doesn't know where he wants to go with his life, but he knows I'm pretty. He loves the way I talk. He likes the fact that I argue, but that's going to irritate him in the long run. He thinks I'm sexy. You know what I mean? All that stuff. Mm. I don't have time for a guy who's still deciding. (laughs) De (laughs) way. To be quite honest with you. So I am quite okay being alone if it means that I'm working towards that. And I laugh, but it's not like every guy, well, I don't meet guys. Especially now <laughs> also you know we say that and then at the back of our minds every guy we meet we're thinking could it be him could it be him, it
0: be him? you know happened. we are constantly yeah.
1: like, <laughs> like could he be the one and i'm just like just like you've trusted in god's perfect timing just like you've trusted in Bako to guide you mm-hmm. if this is your path if this is what you've intended to do Trust and believe you'll know when it's him, and you'll That's know true. because you've had the conversation with yourself. You've had the conversation of what it is you want, and what you don't want. You've, you've been able to tell yourself, I need those like this, like I've done in the past. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, I'm not going to romanticize, I'm not going to do a lot of things. And because that has been something that has meant a lot to you, you'll know. I believe I'll know. I believe you know I'm gonna meet some knight in shining armor or whatever. I believe that I'm going to know when I'm. You know, also my reading said something was quite important. That I was like, that's very true, because um, one of the things that said that once you change your opinion or perception of what your relationship is with a man, you will meet your soulmate or your partner. And and I was like, she's got a point.
0: You better so, it.
1: So, you know, so I am on that journey of redefining my relationship with him. Mm. I'm on that journey. Starting with I mean,
0: redefining your relationship with yourself and understanding the parts of you yes. that need to be grown. That your partner will never be able to love. So you don't step into the relationship mm. expecting your partner to be your everything. Because even that is one of the most problematic things that don't we do. Fix it yeah you giving, giving your partner the role of being your parent, your partner, your child, your boss like we we often one of the mistakes that I have found in relationships is expecting one person to be many things you know and and being disappointed by them not being able to be all of that um, and also expecting myself to be everything for the person and falling short of short of that and so being able to understand. Mm-hmm. That, that, that truth that, you know what, I need to take care of the parts of me that no one else is responsible for, so that when I do meet the person who, and if I am meant to meet the person that I meant to share my life with, making peace with that also. Because I think once you start to place having the relationship as a priority over being ready for the relationship, if it were to come, Mm. You start to get very busy mm. in terms of what the priorities are as a person.